This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. According to the FBI, you may be an anti-government extremist if you purchase the Bible or other religious materials, use terms like MAGA and Trump, shopped at Dick's Sporting Goods, Cabela's, or Bass Pro Shops, purchased tickets to travel by bus, car, or plane, and or all of the above. In fact, if you selected any of those options in recent years, you're probably already on a government watch list. That's how broadly the government's net is being cast in its pursuit of so-called domestic extremists. We're all fair game now, easy targets for inclusion on some FBI watch list or another. When the FBI is asking banks and other financial institutions to carry out dragnet searches of customer transactions warrantlessly and without probable cause for extremism indicators broadly based on where you shop, what you read, and how you travel, we're all in trouble. Clearly, you don't have to do anything illegal. You don't even have to challenge the government's authority. Frankly, you don't even have to care about politics or know anything about your rights. All you really need to do in order to be tagged as a suspicious character, flagged for surveillance, and eventually placed on a government watch list is to live in the United States. This is how easy it is to run afoul of the government's many red flags. In fact, all you need to do these days to end up on a government watch list or be subjected to heightened security is to use certain trigger words. Believe it or not, like cloud, pork, or pirates, surf the internet, communicate using a cell phone, limp or stutter, drive a car, stay at a hotel, attend a political rally, express yourself on social media, appear mentally ill, serve in the military, disagree with law enforcement officials, call in sick or work, purchase materials at a hardware store, take flying or boating lessons, appear suspicious, appear confused or nervous, fidget or whistle or so-called smell bad, be seen in public waving a toy gun or anything remotely resembling a gun, such as a water nozzle or a remote control or a walking cane, stare at a police officer, question government authority, or appear to be pro-gun or pro-freedom. We're all presumed guilty until proven innocent now. It's just a matter of time before you find yourself wrongly accused, investigated, and confronted by police based on a data-driven algorithm or risk assessment called together by a computer program run by artificial intelligence. For instance, a so-called typo in a geofence search warrant which allows police to capture location data for a particular geographic area resulted in government officials being given access to information about who went where and with whom within a two-mile-long stretch of San Francisco that included churches, businesses, private homes, hotels, and restaurants. Thanks to the 24-7 surveillance being carried out by the government's sprawling spy network of fusion centers, we're all just sitting ducks now, waiting to be tagged, flagged, targeted, monitored, manipulated, investigated, interrogated, heckled, and generally harassed by agents of the American police state. Without having ever knowingly committed a crime or being convicted of one, you and your fellow citizens have likely been assessed for behaviors the government might consider devious, dangerous, or concerning assigned a threat score based on your associations, activities, and viewpoints, and cataloged in a government database according to how you should be approached by police and other government agencies based on your particular threat level. Before long, every household in America will be flagged as a threat and assigned a threat score. 
Nationwide, there are upwards of 123 real-time crime centers, also known as fusion centers, which allows local police agencies to upload and share massive amounts of surveillance data and intelligence with state and federal agencies culled from surveillance cameras, facial recognition technology, gunshot sensors, social media monitoring, drones and body cameras, and artificial intelligence-driven predictive policing algorithms. These data fusing centers, which effectively create an electronic prison, a digital police state, folks, from which there is no escape. Yet this crime prevention campaign is not so much about making America safer as it is about ensuring that the government has the wherewithal to muzzle anti-government discontent, penalize anyone expressing anti-government sentiments, and preemptively dip in the blood any attempts by the populace to challenge the government's authority or question its propaganda. As J.D. Tussil writes for a reason, and I'm quoting here, At a time when government officials rage against misinformation and disinformation that is often just disagreement with whatever opinions are currently popular among the political class, fusion centers frequently scrutinize peaceful dissenting speech. End quote. These fusion centers are the unacknowledged powerhouses behind the government's campaign to censor and retaliate against those who would vocalize their disagreement and discontent with government policies. It's a setup right for abuse. Although the Constitution requires the government to provide solid proof of criminal activity before it can deprive a citizen of life or liberty, the government has turned that fundamental assurance of due process on its head. Each and every one of us is now seen as a potential suspect, terrorist, or lawbreaker in the eyes of the government. Consider some of the many ways in which we the people are not treated as criminals, found guilty of violating the police state's abundance of laws, and preemptively stripped of basic due process rights through red flag gun confiscation laws, disinformation eradication campaigns, government watch lists, thought crime programs, security checkpoints, surveillance and pre-crime programs, mail surveillance, constitution-free zones, vehicle kill switches, biometric databases, limitations on our right to move about freely, and the war on cash. These programs push us that much closer toward a suspect society where everyone is potentially guilty of some crime or another and must be preemptively rendered harmless. In this way, the groundwork is being laid for a new kind of government where it won't matter if you're innocent or guilty, whether you're a threat to the nation, or even if you're a citizen. What will matter is what the government, or whoever happens to be calling the shots at the time, thinks. And if the powers that be think you're a threat to the nation and should be locked up, then you will be locked up, with no access to the protections our Constitution provides. In effect, you will disappear. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, and in its fictional counterpart, The Eric Bear Diaries, our freedoms are already being made to disappear. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. 
Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.